Have you struggled with self-confidence? Being over 50, I've had countless moments of self-doubt from questioning my career choices to going through a divorce and trying to navigate the dating world as a single mom. Sometimes it feels like the doubts just keep piling up, but I know I'm not alone in this struggle. I am your host, Kelly Buckley, and I'm thrilled to be sharing the Beautifully Confident show, where we'll explore ways to grow our confidence inside and out. We'll hear from experts who have been through it all and learn practical tips for embracing our strengths and feeling more self-assured. I'm excited to embark on this journey of self-discovery and growth, and I hope you'll join me in overcoming our doubts and fears and become beautifully confident together. Hi, and welcome to the Beautifully Confident Show. I'm your host, Kelly Buckley, and I'm thrilled to have you here. On our show, we explore the powerful connection between beauty and confidence, and we hear from incredible experts who have overcome challenges and risen to become the beautifully confident women they are today. And we know that confidence isn't always easy and life does throw us curveballs that shake our sons and self. But by sharing our stories and the steps we took to elevate ourselves, we hope to inspire and empower our listeners to embrace their own unique beauty and cultivate that unshakable confidence. So sit back, relax, and get ready to feel beautifully confident. I am so excited for my guest today. Welcome, Casey. Ah, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> Absolutely. I can't wait for our listeners to hear your story. So let me share a little bit about you and then we will jump right into your story and that time of your life that you felt like you were shaken and, and what you did and what you're doing in the world now. And of course, our last question of what beautifully confident means to you. And I'm excited to hear that from you. Perfect. Casey Sullivan is a neuroemotional image consultant, founder of Curating Confidence. Casey, a Texas native turned international model, transitioned to the world of fashion design after a short and stressful stint. During her studies, she secured a job at Versace before embarking on a freelance career as a wardrobe designer and stylist for renowned platforms like the Disney Channel and the Oscars. Alongside her fashion ventures, she holds a BAAS, that, that's a mouthful, <laughs> <laughs> in rehabilitation services, contributing over a decade to the nonprofit sector. Drawing from 18 years of diverse experiences, Casey founded Curating Confidence, a business dedicated to fostering internal self-confidence and image through strategic coaching and intentional wardrobe curation, believing that when you feel good, you look good and you'll do good. I love that because it, it's so true. Uh, yes. We just put out our best when we feel and look good. So I love that, Casey. Oh my goodness. Thank you again for being here. I appreciate it. Such a pleasure. So thank you. So the listeners got to hear your your bio, but right. let's hear from you about your story and, and your journey of, of how you got to where you are. Um, and then we'll talk about that time of life that you kind of felt like you were shaken and what you did. So first, let's hear about your journey. Yeah. So I, I want to start with the idea that I, I think confidence is this multidimensional thing that people often just don't really know. It's like a buzzword and you hear it and you kind of have a understanding of it, but what does it really mean to you? And so I want to start with the idea that as I talk, I'm talking from a perspective that confidence is a skill set, not an emotion. Yes, you can feel confident and that's amazing. I want you to, but it's also a skill set that you can develop. 
And I did not know that when this journey started. So I did not grow up super confident. As most of us, we kind of learn about self-image and confidence based on the people we have surrounding us as mentors. So um, my mom, the most lovely, amazing woman ever, didn't have a lot of self-confidence. So therefore, I kind of just organically learned to also not have self-confidence. Uh, not because she directly taught me that or wanted that for me. It's just you can't teach something you don't also have or are aware of. Uh, so I had an opportunity to enter the modeling world. And um, I was not prepared. <laughs> I didn't organically have a really confident sense of self. I didn't really know anything about what it meant to be confident or to feel good in your own skin or to even realize that was a thing. And so as my career kind of took me down this path, I spent two years and I'm grateful for those two years. But what ended up kind of inadvertently happening is that my whole self-worth started being determined on what other people thought of me, whether I was or was not worthy of a paycheck because of my body or how I looked. And you just kind of file that away and you don't really think much about it. You just keep moving along because you're doing your thing and we all kind of get caught up and whatever. But I knew ultimately I wasn't really happy. It wasn't a good fit for me. It just never felt, I never felt settled in it. And so when I had the opportunity to leave modeling and do what I had thought that I really always wanted to do, which was fashion design, I jumped at the chance. I dove headfirst in fashion design school and it was fabulous and it was lovely. And as my bio kind of mentioned, I had some great opportunities. Again, I feel very blessed to say um, that I had some mentors that allowed me to have great opportunities along the way. And I just thought at 23, 20, you know, whatever, my early 20s, that I had made it. I knew exactly what I was going to do with the rest of my life. You know, this was it. And then, you know, life happens. And I came into some health issues and it kind of rocked my whole world. Um, And I ended up having to step away from that uh, work on film and TV and set stuff because it was just so demanding. My body couldn't keep up. I um, had a hard time figuring out what was going on. Doctors were really unsure. I invested tons of time, energy, and money in what was happening and ultimately moved back to Texas for a little while while we were trying to figure out my medical stuff. Um, and in that time frame, I didn't realize in what a depressed state I was. I was just miserable, but I wasn't allowing myself to like recognize it, if that makes sense. Yeah. So um, what ended up happening was I fell into a very dark hole because what I didn't realize was with my medical stuff, I ended up putting on a hundred pounds in nine months and my whole self-worth again, inadvertently being tied to my beauty, my body, what people told me was appropriate, what people told me was good enough. And therefore I had internalized the idea that I wasn't worthy. I had no value to offer anybody because I was now the big girl, the chubby girl, the whatever you want to call it. But this was my belief system and it was so unhealthy, but I just wasn't aware. Um, And I ended up just going back to school 
because I was in rural Texas, so there's not a lot of fashion work there. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> so I went back to school. I had thought, you know, I really want to do something to serve people with fashion. So I was like, I'm going to go and I'm going to figure out how I can start a line for people with special needs. And that was my beautiful plan. And someday, you know, maybe that will happen. <laughs> we all we do all have to have plans so I, I think it's it sounds like a good goal and it could be a goal <laughs> yes what I've learned about all my plans is stop doing them because it's like life does its own thing and you just kind of like bump along the way <laughs> well as going to school for rehabilitation services and you're starting to learn about all the things that are like the sustainable piece of internal work, um, you know, self-image, all these things were kind of a part of that learning experience. And I started being like, I, I think I need that. Like I, you know, and it, there's other factors involving, you know, being surrounded by people kind of pouring into you. I was in my own like therapy at the time as well, but it was just like, I, I am missing this piece of self-love of worth. And so it's kind of on my own journey of figuring that out. But um, anyways, that has kind of led me, the hybrid of my fashion experience and my rehabilitation experience has led me to what I do now. So, wow. Um, and I, Casey, I want to pull out though, you do, you had a, a common theme in there, which I think is important for women to acknowledge. And it was awarenesses. And that we lack awarenesses because we just keep, going through the motions and um and we do learn our confidence and and how we how we carry ourselves and what we do in the world from what we catch and our parents are only they're doing the best that they know how to yeah. and if they're not aware that they have a low self-confidence and low self-esteem and low self-worth they just pass it right on so I think that's powerful. And I think it's something even for parents to, if they can start to recognize early that, that what we are passing on is caught and to just start noticing, you know, the right. things we say, the things, the things we say to ourselves out loud that our kids hear. Yes. And, and no, and start to think, oh, that's just normal to say that. Uh, am I fat? Do I look fat? Am I you know, all those negative things that we just put out there as being the norm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I say this with zero judgment on anybody or sh I'm not trying to shame people either. Just to, again, to kind of talk about that awareness piece, when you're in front of a mirror or talking about yourself and you are saying negative things and your, your kids hear that. And then five years down the road, they keep hearing, you look so much like your mom. You know, oh my gosh, your spitting image of your dad. And they've heard you in this like negative spiral. There is this, you know, neural pathway in our brain that connects those things. And they're like, oh, well, my mom's never happy with herself. And I look just like her. And should I not be happy with myself? And so it's not that you're conscientiously doing it. It's, it's the lack of intentionality and awareness in it. And so I just, you know, really challenge with love people to like really slow down and be mindful of how they speak about themselves because it really affects yourself but also the people that are hearing it around you that really care and love about you like love you yeah oh that is so powerful and 
And again, it's that subconscious level that these things are just being passed and it's not intentional of, and or malicious, um, right. but it happens. And, you know, we just plod through life and not even think about our words and actions and, and how much we're impacting other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think, you know, even if you're not in the modeling world, getting that const, you know, constant message of, what's a good self body image and you know all of the things that are just put out there like this is this is how you should think and feel and all those things put on on you and without those awarenesses how much it's hard to start to process this is how I can change so I have that better self-confidence and self-worth self-worth I think that's great yeah, I think our culture, unfortunately, is very indoctrinated with the belief system, very toxic belief system of what is beautiful, what is correct, what is, you know, whatever the story is that we have. And therefore, regardless of your industry, you do start to pick yourself apart. Do I live up to these standards? Is she better than me? Does she have more of this or less of this? Am I too much? Am I not enough? Like we just go down this rabbit hole because we've been told so many stories from so many different sources of what, you know, we should be. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, and I feel like that does lead right into, can you pick out a, um, a time or a moment that you were like, this is just not good. I'm not feeling confident and, and beautiful. And I should, because people are telling me I am. So you know, what was that point that you were like, I got to claim this and move on? Yeah. Um, so this is not a pretty moment, but there was a habit I had developed um, where I would post an old photo of myself on my mirror in my bathroom. And it'd be like, this is going to encourage me to do all the things to get skinny again. Right. And you're like, or just tear you apart more. You pick yourself apart in the mirror. <laughs> but at the time it was supposed to be encouragement. But I, so I would look at this first thing in the morning and I would immediately be like, oh, like I'm never going to be that good again. I'll never be that good again. And I would get into the shower and I'd get in my own head and I'd go down the spiral. And there got to a point where I would just get so stressed about it that I would, I would take the pumice stone and just scrub on my skin. And I'd be like, maybe it'll just wash off. Maybe the fat will wash off. And I was like, this is really not healthy. <laughs> yeah. It's just incredibly like, as I'm, I'm just like, you know, and I'm, I'm not somebody that, you know, I considers myself somebody that struggled with self-harm or like any of these things. And please, like, I, so it just, it caught me off guard to really be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like I was doing this without even realizing I was doing it because I was just down this spiral in my head of negative self-talk. And I thought there has to be a shift in this. Um, something has to shift because I'm getting worse, not better. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. That is, that is something I've never heard before. <laughs> yeah. But it is something um, that, you know, these habits are things that we are we're t- basically taking out on ourselves. Um, I don't like this about me. Um, whether we verbalize it or not. Um, and Casey, I'm glad you said that about like, you realize as you went through your morning, what triggered it. Mm-hmm. And it's something I, I work with women on of 
where do you feel like you need growth? And looking truly at where does it start in your day that you feel like here's where the breakdown started. Right. And, you know, so for you, it was coming down to this is an emotional uh, and I need to take hold of it. And, right. you know, I think it, it is. And oh my gosh, when you said that, I thought I did do that to myself that I posted a picture of me like 10 years ago and it was to motivate me. And it did start to make me just feel bad. I put it away. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, in, in, in my industry, we were taught to do things like that. You know, if you think you're hungry, put a put an encouraging image on your refrigerator door so you don't go snack. Like it was just... It was so ingrained in how you operate to stay a certain way, right? And so I didn't even realize how unhealthy some of these habits were until I started to self-destruct. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, oh my. So walk us through then. Um, so if somebody's relating like, oh gosh, yeah, like I don't do exactly that, but I start my day and I'm starting to feel like that. What yeah. were some of the steps you took that, you know, pulled you up? past that. Sure. So I, I will, obviously my story is very extreme. So, you know, it does, it doesn't have to be this extreme, but I can tell you 97% of women have recorded in the last two years of disliking something about their looks. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> so if you think about 97% of women admit to disliking something about their looks, it probably pretty much means that anybody listening to this dislikes something about their looks. And when we dislike something about ourselves, it's a whole heck of a lot easier to notice it than the things that you like. And so I would say really it was starting with the practice of mindfulness. When you wake up in the morning, what's the first thing you think when you look at yourself in the mirror? Is it my wrinkles, these bags, you know, like the grays? Uh, when did I get this old? When did I get this fat? When did these, you know, when did the cellulite come in? Is it that or is it, man, I'm up, I'm moving, my body's moving? Probably not. <laughs> because we really do have to train ourselves to be mindful. But even if it's for 10 seconds, you go down that negative style, that's the start of your day. Then you go and you have your coffee, you do your morning routine, you know, I, I realize our routines kind of got screwed up with COVID and things. Maybe you go get dressed now. Maybe you don't. But regardless, you're you're changing out of pajamas into something else, right? Or hope. Um, so you know, <laughs> but you and then you you go down that spiral again for another ten seconds, and it's these little moments throughout the day that show up where you're just like digging at yourself. You can't be set up for success like that. And so it's it's starting to really take mindful notes of where are your thoughts going? And, you know, you can't, it's not always easy to say, here's the negative. I'm going to leap over here to the positive side. Sometimes it's finding neutral first. Um, so being able to like first identify what, what are those thoughts, maybe what triggers those thoughts and being able to mindfully set up um, little strategies little little coping mechanisms, little like retrains to start rewiring that belief system. And it's it's little intentional repetitive actions. That's great. And it it is. So it is the being mindful and then taking those repetitive actions. You can't just do it one day and say, yep, 
I'm good. I'm cured. No. There's, there's unfortunately no magic pill for this one. It is just putting in the work and knowing that it's going to be worth it in the long run. <laughs> um, and I'm glad that you brought up um, how COVID changed a lot of things. Maybe yeah. we're not getting dressed. Um, and so, you know, part of your, your business is curating confidence. So can you share a little bit about that and and why that's important to women feeling beautifully confident. Absolutely. So I don't think it's about dressing up per se. I don't think it's about always having the right brands or being on trend. It's about truly feeling good in your skin authentically, you know, and how I think for me, I call it um, an image cocktail. It's first having that self-image, really grounded in authentic confidence. And then you get to do the external presence part of that. And they connect each other and make each other very powerful. So it's so important because you essentially are a walking billboard for yourself, for your company, for whatever it might be. And it's not because you should be worried about people judging you or that it's it's that we are an image-based culture. Our brains are wired to look at something and make an assessment. So if you think about 90% of an interaction, someone's thought of you, 90% of it happens before you say hello. It's yeah. your body language. It's how you present yourself. It's you know your outfit. Did you brush your hair? Did you brush your teeth? Whatever it might be. But if someone doesn't know you, 90% of what they assume of you happens before you say hello. So it's so important, not only for how you present yourself to the world and making sure that you're intentionally projecting yourself in a way that you want to be seen, but also it's directly linked to self-love. Like, how are you taking care of yourself? They talk all the time about people that struggle with depression. They tend to let go of hygiene habits. They struggle to do mm. certain things. If you think about that and you're just quote unquote, like, you just don't want to, you're being lazy. Okay. There's a part of that. You don't have to do, you know, extensive stuff every single day. Like I don't wash my hair every single day because it's bad on my scalp. Like, you know, but it's, it's making sure that I still take the time to take care of myself and to care about my presentation, not because I'm trying to impress somebody else, but because I want to feel good in my own skin. And being able to figure out what that is for you. I love dressing up. So I do. I will dress up because I love it. Not everybody does. But making sure you have pieces that you know you just feel good in. And they elevate you to a different level. Well, I'm so glad that you you brought that up. And, and, and did come right out and say, it's not about dressing up every day. Because um, it's it's something that I talk about too. And, um, which is why I knew we were so aligned. Um, <laughs> is how you present yourself during the day is how you are, how much you care about yourself. And does it mean that you're sitting around in a skirt and heels all day? No. <laughs> um, but I love that. And I love that you incorporated that it's also part of our self-love is, you know, if we're constantly giving ourselves that message of, I don't need to do that. Yeah. So are you not worth that? <laughs> Um, and you know, maybe that you are sending yourself a message every day that you stay in your jammies all day, you know, I'm not worth taking the time to, to show up as my best me, whether that means, you know, looking great in your athletic wear throughout the day. Right. 
Yes. Yeah. And I, yeah. I, I do think that's important for people to recognize the difference. Absolutely. Um, and can you share with our listeners now, listeners, if you are driving, don't worry, it'll be in the show notes. Um, where can they find you, Casey? Yeah, absolutely. I am curating confidence everywhere. <laughs> my website's curatingconfidence.com. I, my Instagram, same thing. Uh, LinkedIn is under Casey Sullivan and it's like the sunshine band, Casey. Um, <laughs> but uh, really curating confidence should get you pretty much anywhere you need to be that I am. I um, tried to make that very simple. We hope. It does sound pretty simple. <laughs> and so as our listeners connect with you, is there anything that they can grab that will help them um, curate their own confidence? Yeah, absolutely. So I have a freebie. It's super easy. Um, it's a 30-day confidence challenge. That morning routine that I talked about, that mindfulness practice, uh, it's 30 days of little two-minute activities that you can start doing. It challenges you for 30 days to do a different activity and you're going to feel kind of silly doing some of them. Some of them you're going to be like, really? Yes. Just do it anyways. I promise you're going to feel silly and, and you should do it anyways. I, just trust the process. Give it 30 days. And then after 30 days, as mentioned, this is not a quick fix. It's not a, a magic pill. It's a process. It's a, it's a new belief system. It's new habits. You're going to pick one or two of your favorite activities and you're going to keep doing them. But it's that first two, three, four minutes in your day. Um, so they're not hard, but um, it's also not, like it's hard to build new habits of consistency. So they're simple little things, not easy to necessarily shift those gears. Um, so they can go get that for free. I don't know. I think I sent you a link to it. If you put it in the show notes, great. If not, they can grab it off yeah. of my links and my Instagram page. Super easy. It just says confidence challenge freebie. If you click on it. Yeah. <laughs> so great. either way yeah. they go about. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. And so I'm curious and I just, I want our listeners to know. Um, so creating confidence. I call you and I say, Casey, I need help. <laughs> can you take us through a few steps that you go through with your clients? Um, that, that help move in that direction. Absolutely. So the first thing I really want to do is, um, I, I walk them through assessments first. There's a few assessments. Some of them I've developed, some of them I utilize from other resources, but assessments help me really pinpoint where you're struggling the most. A lot of times people know they're struggling, but they don't really know why or what. And so if I can help you narrow that down quickly, we can target that um, right off the bat. So, um, assessments are the first thing we do. It's just being willing to kind of go through that self-assessment. They're not hard. They're not super long, but it helps us really find a starting point, a ground zero for you. And then after that, we set up, you know, there's no, the, the interesting thing about my work is there's no one plan that is the same for everybody because nobody has the same struggles. You know, yeah. my story obviously was really extreme, but I've worked with people coming out of the military and they're dealing with the identity of losing that uniform. Their whole identity is wrapped around that uniform. What do they do next? How, how do they show up next? How do they feel about that? So it's, um, there's no one plan to really walk someone through. It's really starting with the assessments and understanding. And then we co-create a strategy plan for you. Um, one of the, my favorite assessments is a, it's a motivators assessment and allows us to really understand what motivates you so we can create a plan 
that is really easy for you to stick to because we're using your strengths. Um, That's so, great. yeah, I, I hope so. That's the goal. Um, but it really does start with the internal piece. And then at the back end, once we start getting some headway there, we start jumping into really um, helping you create a framework for your, your style and what you want your style to be and how it's going to serve you and your goals moving forward. And then we, you know, the, the back end is tying everything up in a bow with a great wardrobe, you know, making sure that even if it's just going in and auditing what you have and creating looks of the stuff that really serves you still and let, letting go and releasing the things that don't, or even if we shop and add a few pieces to make it a little better, it doesn't matter how it works for what you want to do. It will make it work for what your needs are. So, but okay, it's just I love like, that. You have go-to outfits at the end of this that you just feel really great in and you know you can like, boom, right there. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That is great. Um, and then our last question, what does it mean to be beautifully confident to you, Casey? Oh, this is so layered. <laughs> <laughs> but I, think, I, I think it really, for me, because I struggled with this so much personally, I am a recovering people pleaser. I, I, for the longest time, I don't even feel like I really knew what I liked anymore. I just wanted to make the other person happy. I was so afraid of the rejection. So I, for me, I think beautifully confident is authenticity. It's being able to authentically feel in your bones, I'm good. And I don't have to change it if I'm at home or at work. Now you might adapt what's appropriate to a setting, but you're still so grounded in yourself that you just show up and you don't have to worry about it. And that's what creates joy and sustainability for this. Oh. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and I, I think that you are the first, first guest who has put it as authentic, authentically you. And I love that. Thank you. No, thank you. I appreciate the conversation. <laughs> Absolutely. It's been fun. Um, so that's all for today's episode of the Beautifully Confident Show. Thank you so much for being here, for joining us. Um, and remember, if you're feeling like your confidence has been shaken, it's never too late to rise up and step into your most beautifully confident self and be authentic, as you just heard from Casey. So be sure to check the show notes for more information on how you can connect with us and continue your journey through self-love and empowerment. And until next time, stay beautifully confident. Thank you so much for being here, Casey. Uh, it's such a privilege. Thank you for having me. Oh, absolutely. Are you fed up with feeling exhausted and drained? I was some years ago until I took action to reclaim my confidence. Are you ready to regain your self-assurance and dive into a fulfilling professional journey that you adore? It's time to embrace the perfect blend of self-care and effective time management. Book a strategy call with me on my Beautifully Confident podcast website, where we'll team up and design a seamless work-life action plan tailored just for you. Take a peek at my 12-week She Elevates Now program, where we delve into the depths and establish lasting habits that will transform your life. Let's partner up and make magic happen. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Beautifully Confident Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a rating and review and share this with your friends. 
for more information about me and how I can support you in your beauty and confidence journey, visit my website at beautifullyconfidentpodcast.com.